with, with all of us. It's recognizing what people can do and not what they can't do. It's recognizing everybody else's and our own strengths. And if you listen, everybody's got a story to tell, right? And that becomes enriching and empowering, right? So John is many things. You're a son. You're a brother. You're an entrepreneur. Now you're a philanthropist. You're a sock wrangler, right? Right. And you also happen to have Down syndrome. Right? That's not the defining thing. And, and what do you say about Down syndrome? I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome, and never hold me back. I'm Jamie Mo Crazy, and you're listening to Life Gets Mo Crazy, where we'll hear from people who either been through a trauma or helped someone else through it. Listen and learn strategies you can implement in your life so when a metaphorical avalanche slides you down the mountain of life you can climb an alternative peak with the best view i am here today with john and mark from john's crazy socks the world's largest sock store which is also a social enterprise with a mission to spread happiness. They love socks. And so we're going to talk about how this came to being, this sock idea, what they do for giving back, and why they created this, and what alternative peak they climbed in the process of creating John's Crazy Socks. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We're so glad to be here. This is cool. Yeah, this is great. So why don't you give me a little bit of a lowdown on how John's Crazy Socks was formed? Well, yeah, origin stories matter, right? Right. So we started in a small log cabin in the woods. No. No. (laughs) We were out on Long Island outside New York City. Right. It was the fall of 2016. And where were you? Uh, I, I entered Huntington High School. I got to be, be my last year. John was in his last year of high school. And, and here's something you may not know. Um, well, first, John, you have Down syndrome, right? I do. Right. So... If you have a disability in the U.S., you can stay in the public school system until you turn 21. So that was going to be John's last year of school. Um, and, you know, he's going to turn 21 and they were going to say, get out. We've had enough of you. Um, and what were you looking at? I look at a job program and school. I don't like the option I don't like. He was trying to figure out, you know, what do I do next like everybody else? And, and that's sometimes known as the 21-year-old cliff. Because when you're in school, everything is right there in front of you. But once you're done with school, you're on your own. And you might be in a state that has programs and supports, but you got to go find them. Um, yeah. Or you might be in a state where there's nothing, and you're on your own. Um, at the same time, 
the business I was working in and running shut down overnight. So I was, you know, what am I going to do? And I was starting some online businesses. And my partner here, he turns out to be a natural entrepreneur because you couldn't find a job you wanted, right? Right. So what do you say? I said, I want to create one. I want to make one. Instead of finding out a problem, he said, I'll just make one. And then what did you tell me? I said, I want to go into bed with my dad. A nice father-son bed together. Which is very cool. John is the youngest of three sons, and uh, this is one I can work with. Uh, <laughs> right? Right. So then, all right, so we're going to go into business together. We had to come up with an idea. What was your first idea? A f- first idea, a, a fun store. You used to walk around saying, we should just have a fun store. And I'd ask you, what would we sell? And what would you say? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What was your next idea? I next idea of a food truck. I got an idea from the movie Chef and John Farrow. A movie about a father's son buying over a food truck. And that seemed like a fun idea. We could run a food truck together. And we started thinking about how we would make that work, what we would make, uh, but we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah. But then, right before Thanksgiving, John here had his eureka moment. I did. Our socks with your socks. Wash socks. It's fun. It's colorful and creative. I always let me be me. John had worn crazy socks his whole life. We used to drive around looking for him. So he came and said, Dad, we should sell socks. And we figured... If he loves socks that much, surely other people did too, and we could find our tribe. So we went the lean startup route. Right? We were bootstrapping. Um, we didn't spend a lot of time developing a big, thick business plan. We just got the idea of let's get this up and running, and we'll see how customers respond. So we built a website. You already had the name. I got a name. I chose a website. We had. Uh, we got a little inventory, and uh, the only marketing we did, right, we're bootstrapping. We set up a Facebook page, and you use what you have. I took out my cell phone, and we made videos. And and who was in the videos? I am. I talk about socks. Socks, socks, my socks. And what day did we open? We opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. Um, and it tested well. We got what seemed like a flood of orders. Most of them were local. So what did we do with those orders? Uh, our home delivery. Right. And what did we put in every package? A digging note from me and a digging a, a, a candy. Right. And we'd load up the car and drive around, and you would knock on doors and deliver them, right? I did. How the customers respond? Customers love the socks, and it put it on through the mirror. They were taking pictures of you, right? Right. We had people ordering again just to have John come back to their house. Um, <laughs> so in that first month, really two weeks, we shipped 452 orders. And we had 13000 in revenue. And we said, oh, we can do this, right? And we learned a few things. One. Well, people, uh, people want you to buy socks. Two, people, people want you to buy socks 
from me. Yeah, they liked the idea of John starting his business. They liked the personal touch of the thank you notes and the candy. They liked uh, the home deliveries, um, even if they weren't getting a home delivery. They liked the fact we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And by doing, we learned some things. We learned that this young man, and, and uh, the old man. And this old man, we could sell socks. Yeah. So that's how we got started. That's so cool. And why I am so honored to be interviewing you is because, as you know, my show is about climbing an alternative peak after you encounter an unexpected trauma. And it's interesting to me how just what you said, like you lost your job and that allowed you to have was one of the pieces. There was a lot of pieces that went into building this company together. Yes. One of it was losing your jobs. One of it was that John's schooling would end his support in the school would end. So he had to find his own career. So you guys both had the need to climb an alternative peak and you bonded together. And that support, it sounds like was really important to help you both climb the peak together. Yes. You know, part of it is we're both in situations where it would be easy to walk around and say, woe is me. Yes. I was 58 years old basically unemployable because I'm an entrepreneur. I can't work for somebody else. Um, And John, the reality is there aren't a lot of great opportunities for a person with differing abilities. Mm -hmm. But instead of seeing that as a problem, it becomes freeing. We can go do what we want to do. You know, we, we do a lot of public speaking. And once we had a high school student ask us, well, who did you have to ask for permission to do this? And then you explain, you don't have to ask anybody. <laughs> you can just go and do things. Uh, and that's very empowering. Um, but it's also fortunate we have each other, right? Right, we do. I, I couldn't do this without John. Um, I don't think you could do it without me. Huh? Right. Um, so it's good when you're climbing into new places to to have somebody with you on your journey. Yes. And I think it's another thing that your guys' story really shows about is, as you mentioned, having alternative abilities. Is there's, there's a place in Park City near where I live called the National Ability Center um, that works with students who've had cognitive or physical changes in ability level. And just how you look at those alternative abilities and the opportunities that you can have from it. Because many people think if you have a different ability or if you your ability changes in your life, that that means it's all going to be downhill. And that's not true. And that's what you guys show is that you can take all the differences that you have. And even if it's not as apparent as Down syndrome, but any unique part you have in your life, instead of seeing it as something that will bring you down, you can use it to help climb an alternative peak and build a life. With with all of us, it's recognizing what people can do and not what they can't do. Yes. It's recognizing everybody else's and our own strengths. And if you listen, everybody's got a story to tell, right? And that becomes 
enriching and empowering, right? So John is many things. You're a son, you're a brother, yeah. you're an entrepreneur, now you're a philanthropist, you're a sock wrangler, right? Right. And you also happen to have Down syndrome, right? That's not the defining thing. And, and what do you say about Down syndrome? I had Down syndrome. Down syndrome, I never hold me back. Right. And there are things that each of us can do, and you don't have to think about, well, differing abilities. We don't ask John to do our finances, right? And I just walked out of a meeting uh, where we're looking at changing our website. Now, I was our original webmaster. But my answer is, I'm not a designer. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. So it's you know, we get somebody that can. Yeah. And that's a really, really good point. And you hire people with differing abilities. And as you pointed out, focus on your strengths, you know, because there's, there's many relationships where one person handles the finances and the other person has no clue about it. And they might have a stereotypical whole ability, both of them, but you, you play to your different strengths in general. So just remember that, that if you have an alternative ability, that you, you still have strengths. Don't forget about the strengths that you have to offer. I, I'll give you an example. So we do our own fulfillment, right? Orders come in, you pick the orders, pack them, send them out. We do our own fulfillment. What do we call our pickers? Sock picklers. And what do we call our packers? A happier packer. Right? <laughs> All of our sock wranglers have a different ability. It's not the way it started. We would draw from three labor pools. People with different abilities, moms, or there were some dads in there, because we scheduled things in four-hour shifts, they could put their kid on the bus in the morning, work, then pick the kid up on the bus. And day laborers, you know, people that are just looking for a job, that we our starting salary is $15 an hour. Well, of those three labor pools, by far the best one for us are people with different abilities. They want to be here. They're excited. They're really focused on work and making things happen. It's really great. Um, and all you have to do is see the strengths and capabilities they have. Um, so be clear, us hiring people with differing abilities, it's not altruism. It's good business. <laughs> that That's great to hear. I'm <laughs> glad you shared that. And so you have... 2,300 different socks. Oh, we have to update that. How many do we have now? Uh, we have now uh, 3,000 uh, over the 3,000 different kinds of socks. Over 3,000. Wow. What is your some of your favorite socks? My favorite sock is a, a Down Syndrome superhero. John has designed a Down Syndrome superhero sock. And uh, that's become your favorite, huh? I do. But you tend to have trouble choosing, don't you? You like all these socks. I do. What do you wear on the? What do you wear every Saturday? I wear a poop emoji sock. Poop emoji sock. <laughs> you could take the boy out of junior high, <laughs> but you can't take the junior high out of the boy, uh, um, right? 
Right. You like your friend socks? Oh, I love I love the friend socks. Right. You like the autism socks? I do. Right. You wear a lot of different ones. I like the uh, the band book socks. I like the um, shock socks. Very cool. I mean, that's the thing is I can't pick socks for you, Jamie. So we want to make sure that we have what you can love. Or if you want to give it as a gift, what you can love to give to somebody, a very personal gift. Um, that's why we have a great choice. And we have more socks than any other store. John here owns the world's largest sock store. Very cool. Yep. That is pretty cool. And so, as you pointed out, you can't choose a sock for me. And so, if I want to choose socks for myself or give as presents, how would I find John's Crazy Socks? I, I go at, at John's Crazy Socks dot com. John's Crazy Socks dot com. Um, you, people find us all sorts of ways, right? Yes. And you can go there and uh, you can pick out what you want. We have a sock of the month club. We have gift boxes and gift bags. You can give a gift and we'll wrap it for you and you can add a note to it. Um, all sorts of things, right? Right. And, and um, we are, one of the things we do, we get, we are always looking to connect with our customers. So we're very fortunate. We have a lot of happy customers. We have over 29,000 online reviews, and 96% of those are five-star reviews. Wow. More than half of our customers come back to buy again, which is really high. Um, and in the in a fashion industry, accessories, most places – Refunds account for 30% of their revenue. With us, it's less than 1%. People are happy. They get great service. They get great socks, right? Right. Well, and, every, and every time somebody buys from us, mm -hmm. they help us hire people with differing abilities. They help us give back. And they help us spread happiness. That sounds like an amazing store. I know that I'm interested in checking it out and getting some socks, and probably a lot of the listeners are interested in getting some socks as well because I just think it's it's so beautiful how you guys climbed an alternative peak that no one really would have predicted and expected you to climb this peak. No, but if you don't try, you'll never know. It's uh... – and it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, we were talking yesterday. Um, so from day one, we have pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, and why the Special Olympics? I am an Olympic athlete. And without the Special Olympics, there'd be no John's Crazy Socks. Because, John, how old were you when you started? I started when I started in so 2001. How old are you now? I'm 25. So he's been playing Special Olympic sports for 20 years. And that helped put him in a position where he had the confidence and the ability to say, yeah, I can go start my own business, which is very cool. I feel cool. Right? And plus, we get to give back. So 
in addition to the pledge to the Special Olympics, we um, make products that raise awareness and raise money for certain causes. So what was the first awareness sock we made? It, it's a down to from awareness sock. And who designed that? I did. Yeah. I, I had one. He did, right? Um, we have autism awareness socks, yeah, cerebral palsy awareness socks. Last year, the height of the pandemic, we made healthcare superhero socks. And they've raised over $50,000 for frontline workers. This month, we introduce our gold together socks. Uh, we're making with the American Cancer Society uh, to support their campaign to uh, defeat pediatric cancer. So here's a really neat thing. John here has now donated over $450,000 to our charity partners. And this Special Olympic athlete has donated over $100,000 to the Special Olympics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I'm just getting so many shivers listening to you guys talk. And it's just so inspiring. And so were there any struggles at the beginning? Like you, you had the idea to make socks. And then any challenges to make it? There are always struggles and challenges, right? Even before we got started, um, suppliers didn't want to sell to us because we didn't have any sales history. Well, how am I going to get sales history if you won't sell to us? Or even the day we started, right? So we we opened on Friday, December 9th. What time were we going to open? Are we going to open at 10 in morning? But what happened? A website crashed with all my dad. The website crashed. Because of the webmaster, that was me. Um, so we opened at three in the afternoon. Um, there's always things. Some of it's humorous, right? We put candy in every package. When we started, what type of candy were we putting in packages? I had a kisses. Hershey's kisses. Until we got the email from the woman in Florida saying, <laughs> you may not want to send chocolate through the mail. So what do we put out now? Skittles. Right? Um We've had ups and downs. It helps not to go it alone. We have a really good team here. We now have a strategic partner, a third-generation family business that makes socks for department stores and uh, brand names. So we've come together. Um, that gives us some stability and support. Uh, so, yes, there are always struggles. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to start a business. The question is not, will we have trouble? It's only a matter of when. <laughs> right? And, you know, what we tell when we talk to students, and you can't cry. I mean, you can. It's not going to change anything. You can't complain. You have to just figure out how we're going to do this. And John... You know, here's, again, where what might appear to be a weakness to others turns into a strength. John, you've been problem-solving your whole life. I did. You've been figuring out how to get things done your whole life. So now he gets to apply that to a business. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask you if you had any words to share with the audience, and you just shared what, do you have more words to share? Oh, sure. We will. 
I talk too much. You got advice for people? What's your advice? I, I do. My advice, follow your heart and follow your dreams. Work hard. So you can do. Show what you can do. Yeah, pretty cool. Amazing. I, I love that advice. And I love what you mentioned about just thinking creatively when you encounter problems. And as you said, you, you can cry, but that's not going to fix anything. So even if you do cry, after you cry, that's when you start to climb the alternative peak. Because for me, my mine was a bit different. Um, I was an X Games athlete, a professional skier, and I crashed and I went into a coma. And bam, my life changed suddenly. And so you could cry. You could blame all your deficits on your struggles. You, you could say, you know what? I can never get a job because I have Down syndrome. But you didn't say that. You were like, you know what? This is why this is my strength. This is why it's going to help me get an even bigger job than you guys are thinking about right now is if if you pay attention to your skills and play with them. It's, this is uh, all with oversimplification and you kind of already spoke to it, right? You take two people, they're in a terrible car accident and they both lose a leg. And the first guy walks around the rest of his life saying, look how terrible this is. I lost my leg. I can't look at all the things I can't do. The second guy walks around saying, this is great. I still have one leg and I can take care of with a prosthetic, the other one. Look at all the things I can do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just a mindset. And the second one, life is going to be so much better. And the first one is going to be safe. Same condition. Amazing. I love that story. And now we're getting towards the end of our time, but thank you so much for joining. Do you have any last things you'd like to leave with? For that, we, you know, what what we tell folks is kind of trust yourself. See, find out, you know, understand your purpose, your mission, and believe. Just go and follow that. You can. It's never going to be easy, but you can keep finding your way, right? And thank you. You're helping us with our mission of spreading the word, spreading some happiness and showing what people can do. And if people want to know, they can reach out to us or, you know, at, you know come to our website. You can contact our email. Um, and you can buy socks. Right. Where, where, where can they get them? Shards, squiddy socks. Dot com. There you go.